0: Coming up, looking at some non-tendered free agents and deciding if they would be a good fit with the D-backs. And then speaking of non-tendered free agents, we look at Cody Bellinger and decide the best destinations for him in Major League Baseball with Sully Baseball. And spoiler, one of those teams is not the D-backs. So discussing all that on today's Locked on Dimebacks podcast. (laughs)
1: diamondbacks your daily arizona diamondbacks podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: welcome into the locked on diamondbacks podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day, listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas, my multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. I there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at creatorthomas24 from my personal account or just look up Locked on Diamondbacks both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, Thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. One of those platforms is YouTube, so please go hit subscribe on the Locked on Dimebacks YouTube channel. We hit the 200 200 subscriber mark. Let's get that to 300, 500, 1,000, a million. Let's keep climbing. So go please hit subscribe on the Locked on Diamondbacks YouTube. Now, we're going to be talking a whole bunch of non tender free agents. Which one should go to the D-backs? Look at Cody Bellinger who got non-tendered. A real crazy fall for Cody Bellinger in his career. And so we're going to be looking at best destinations for him with Sully Baseball. But before we get there... I first want to talk about, speaking of YouTube, I want to talk about my latest YouTube video that's on the Locked and backs, or I guess my second to latest one, the one that I dropped on Friday, talking about the Kyle Lewis trade, because I am getting absolutely ratioed in the comments section. I have a bunch of views on that video, but all the comments, if you look at it, I have like 800 views and like 50 comments, and all the comments are from basically Mariners fans that are upset with me because in the title of the video, I say the D-backs fleece the Seattle Mariners in a trade. And maybe the word fleece is a little aggressive, a little inflammatory, a little exaggerative, a little hyperbolic, whatever adjective you want to use. But I didn't say it was a great heist fleece by the D-backs, even though those words may be too strong. It wasn't because I'm just looking at it and I'm blind. I'm like, whoa, the D-backs are getting a rookie of the year for Cooper Hummel straight up in a vacuum. That's it. No other context needed. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not just acting like Kyle Lewis is coming in to be this rookie of the year 2.0 and hit all these all-star levels, and that's why it's a fleece. That's not why, that's not why I thought it was a great deal for the D-backs. I thought it was a great deal for the D-backs because you gave up a fringe major league player, a guy who I believe is a quad-A player, a guy who is elite at hitting AAA pitching but not good enough to hit major league pitching, and Cooper Hummel, you gave him up, a guy who I consider... Little to no value for Kyle Lewis, who might also have little value right now, whose knees might be shot, but guess what? He at least has potential if he can stay healthy. There's a lot of ifs with Kyle Lewis, but at least I could convince myself there's at least a scenario, a world out there where Kyle Lewis can become like an all-star level DH and maybe just a guy who's a DH the rest of his career, but maybe he plays 120 games and hits 280 with a near 800 OPS and 20 plus bombs. Like, I think... There's a future or scenario where Kyle Lewis can be a really high level major league baseball player, maybe maybe even an all-star level baseball player once again in his career. And those are all ifs and stuff, but when I look at what the D-backs had to get up, give up for all those ifs of a Kyle Lewis, a Cooper a Hummel, who I just think has no value, Like, basically I think this trade was a heist by the D-backs because I think they traded a penny for a dying Bitcoin stock and I would much rather have the cryptocurrency knowing it could always spike and go back up as opposed to having a penny and knowing its value. So just wanted to address those comments because Mariners fans are all up in arms about how I said the D-backs won the trade. Go listen back to the video. I give context as to why I think they did it. I didn't think it was just because I believe Kyle Lewis is going to look like an all-star again. It's because we gave up Cooper Hummel and we gave up no value for a former rookie of the year. Now that we're past that, let's look at some non-tendered free agents that maybe the D-back should kick the can on in free agency. I got four relievers here. We're going to be talking about two of them on today's podcast. I'll save the other two for free agent Friday or I guess not free agent Friday. I'll save a couple of them for actually Wednesday's podcast because I'll save them for tomorrow's pod and then we'll do our free agent Friday. Of course, there will be no thursday pod with thanksgiving i'll be taking that day off so i will be recording my podcast probably wednesday night for friday so now let's get into these non-tendered free agents because i was surprised i'm starting off the list with the guy i want the most of basically like all the non-tendered free agents i was surprised that this guy got non tender but maybe i shouldn't have been with his injury history that is alex reyes right-handed pitcher reliever Formerly of the St. Louis Cardinals, there's a whole bunch of reasons why I want the D backs to go after this guy. One of the reasons is because I'm biased, he's a Jersey kid, so I love my Jersey kids. Another Jersey kid, Mike Trout, so I'm always giving crap to Mike Trout, but I know where he's from. I got respect for Mike Trout, you know, he, he, we're from the same not part of town, but we're from the same area, so I still got some love for Mike Trout. But for Alex Reyes, Jersey kid. That would be a positive, a negative, probably the injury history, not too good. He's someone that's had Tommy John surgery in the past. He missed the whole season this past year, I think, with his shoulder surgery. Um, as well, so this is someone that's definitely dealt with some injury history. Look at his walk rate; not very good. Actually, he walks a ton of people. It's like around like six walks per nine innings, so that's not very good. If you were to look at his 2021 stats, the last year he was fully healthy, he had an elite first half and a terrible second half. He had a 1.5 ERA in the first half, a 5.5 ERA in the second half. It's a big reason why he was an All Star in 2021 because that first half was so elite, and he was like basically closing every save opportunity he had, struggled in the second half. Maybe it was because of workload, a guy who hasn't been able to really stay healthy throughout his Major League career, maybe being an everyday closer, was just too much for him in the second half. But even with all that being said, all those negatives of the injury, the walks, the, the fact that he struggled in the second half, this is still someone that I think has all-star level potential if he's healthy if he's right and if he's with the brentstrom he's someone that i would love to roll the dice on he's someone that's still a strikeout machine around 12 strikeouts plus per nine innings you'll look at his splits from 2021 against righties and lefties pretty much right down the middle equally effective against righties and lefties and it's not just equally effective he was elite it was like a 150 average against righties and lefties insane contact percentage you can't make contact with this guy's pitches. His contact percentage the last couple years around 65%. So this is someone who absolutely when he made pitches, it was hard to make quality contact against them. You look at his bat his batting average on balls in playing in 2021, 233. Good hard contact numbers as well. Really good hard contact numbers. Look at his numbers in save situations: a 2.68 ERA in save situations. Runners in scoring position: 156 average allowed, 170 average allowed in high leverage moments. Averages around 97 miles an hour on his fastball and sinker ball. 90 mile an hour changeup. Loves to use the slider too. So when you think about that new Mike Hazen bullpen philosophy, after but. When we think of that new Mike Hazen and bullpen philosophy of going after guys who could throw gas, Alex Reyes is one of them. He's got built-in risk with the injury history, like I just mentioned. The walk rate's pretty high. But if you could get him for cheap, which I think you can because of the injury, the fact that he didn't pitch all of last year, if you could get him for cheap, bring him in the building, and get him with Brent Strom, Brent Strom could turn this guy into one of the best closers in baseball. So Alex Reyes is at the top of my non-tendered free agent list. This next guy is someone who I never heard of before, but after looking at the numbers and the stats, I would be interested if the D-backs could potentially get another dart throw with him because I think all these non-tender guys are dart throws, and the guys I have on this list are guys who I think could be realistic options and would be good fits with the D-backs because this next guy is Jackson Stevens, right-handed pitcher, formerly of the Braves. And I did not know who he is before doing this exercise. And maybe it's because this guy could potentially be a one-year wonder. He had a solid 2022 season, 369 ERA, 354 FIP. But I say he could be a one-year wonder because prior to 2022, he hadn't pitched in the majors since 28. So this is someone that was out of baseball for years. Then in 2022 was able to have a really effective season, was even on the postseason roster for the Atlanta Braves and pitched a couple of scoreless innings in the playoffs. So he's a reason, that's a big reason why I wouldn't be afraid to go after him despite only having like one year in the last five years of effective baseball is because the Braves trusted him enough to put him on the postseason roster and even give him an opportunity. And he thrived in that opportunity. So I wouldn't be upset if the D-backs want to roll the dice on him. Not a big strikeout machine, Probably walked guys a little bit too much as well, but you look at those hard contact numbers allowed, very good hard contact numbers allowed, low barrel rate, so you're not going to make hard contact against them, high ground ball rate, around 46% last season, a 238 average, and a six and a 647 OPS allowed last season as well, that just in general, it's batters, and to righties last season because he would probably be a ridey specialist if the d-backs went after him a 202 average and a 559 ops this is not the type of guy who you make a closer he's not the type of guy that you make a setup man but he's got some experience in those areas he could do it for a spot start or two 10 innings pitch of save situations last year only allowed one earned run that's a .9 ERA for those that want me to do the math. Now, he did fall off a little bit in the second half last year, but like Alex Reyes, I think it could be due to workload. Like like I said, <laughs> had one season pitch in like the last four years, so those 53 innings pitch could have done a lot on his arm in terms of fatigue, so maybe he wore down a little bit in the second half of the season. His numbers also weren't the best for runners in scoring position or high leverage moments, but that's why I think he's not your setup, man. He's your classic righty specialist that you bring in the Middle innings, you could bring him in the seventh inning to get out of a a jam, maybe with uh, runners in scoring position, even though he's not the best in those areas. I would still trust him, uh, you know, a few times throughout the year, especially if there's a righty at the plate. His fastball-curveball combination is pretty unhittable. Averages around 94 miles per hour on his fastball. His sinker ball pitch is what induces all those ground balls. He can throw a 94-mile-an-hour single ball as well, so he throws pretty hard. Mid-90s has a slider and changeup as well. So Alex Reyes and Jackson Stevens are two right-handed relievers who I think would complement this D-back's bullpen perfectly. Reyes, definitely more of a strikeout guy that could throw gas. Stevens can throw some gas too, but it leads to more ground balls and it doesn't lead to hard contact, which I love. So two bullpen guys I would love for the D-backs to go after. And if you want to bet on the D-backs signing either of those guys to their bullpen, you need to head to betonline.net because it's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix in. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.
1: Hey um we're talking about Dodgers clearing the deck. one of the people mm. whose deck was cleared was Cody Bellinger, former a guy who's by the way, Cody Bellinger has uh, for someone who is a little bit of a a like a meteor going through the, the atmosphere, he's played six years and it's tough to check more off your bucket list than Cody Bellinger has. He's been a league MVP. An NLCS MVP, a gold glove winner, an all star, a silver slugger, a rookie of the year, a World Series champion, and has had huge postseason home runs. No, uh, like he hit the gigantic home run against Atlanta in, in the NLCS in 2021, uh, got big, huge hits in the, uh, the race to the pennant in 2017, 2018. He was the MVP. I have to say, he should not have been the MVP of that series. It should have been Yasiel Puig, not uh, Cody Bellinger. But I digress. Uh, Bellinger got the gigantic hit to help eliminate the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, You know his career fell off of a uh, you know he he basically fell off a cliff in the last couple of years. But that being said, he's still only 27 years old and. It's just out there to be picked up. And I think there's some teams that could really, really use him and not expect him to be an MVP, but improve the team that they have
0: yeah I think he's a great low risk high reward type player right now because it's not going to take a lot of money to get Cody Bellinger you could probably get him for like a one year three to five million dollar deal if that and there's still some positives you can add to your team if you don't look at the batting averages, if you don't look at the OPS those numbers look pretty bad but he's still got some over the fence pop he's turned into a really good base runner he plays solid defense in center field can play some first base for you as well so there's definitely a value to a Cody Bellinger and there's a team out there that maybe could use him as like their fifth or sixth player in their lineup I I think I like that a lot for Cody Bellinger or for your team. That's like, I'm starving for offensive talent and I'm not going to put the pressure on Cody Bellinger to be that guy, but the space is there for Cody Bellinger to re-cement himself if he wants to be. So Sully, I got some options here. I got some possible destinations for Cody Bellinger if you want to hear them, but I think you have, I think you have a place though that you want him to go to. Before I have two places.
1: I have two places where I think he should land. I bet, I bet one of them is in common with one of yours. I think Mm, the Cleveland guardians Uh, The Guardians, which, by the way, he would fit right in with their young under-30 team, the Guardians have gigantic holes in their outfield. Uh, He would not have to be the star of that team, Jose Ramirez is. It's a young team with energy behind it that they would probably listen to his stories of playing in the World Series, kind of like that scene in Bull Durham when they were listening to Kevin Costner talk about his 14 days in the majors or 21 days in the majors, sorry. Uh, go catch Boldura Minute wherever you get podcasts, hosted by your pal Sully. Um, I think you'd be a great fit there, and it also would be no pressure on him in a way. Like the, the, that's part of the idea is to put him in a place where say, look, you don't have to be this all star anymore. You don't have to be the superstar anymore. You don't have the expectations of a giant contract or winning an MVP. You're one of the guys now, and a team like Cleveland, who could very well win the division again could certainly use a player like that. And the other team I think uh, could use them is Miami Mm. because Miami has the Cy Young Award winner. They got Pablo Lopez. They've got good pitching on that team. They just can't score. And, And for reasons that I don't understand, the Miami management will not spend lots of money, but when you have the opportunity for someone to have a turnaround season and maybe help spark the offense to turn some of those two to one losses into three to two wins. Um what's the worst thing that happened? You take a flyer on him for a one or two year deal. Uh and if he turns it around completely, but the team still is in the toilet, then you can you know you can flip him for a young player. Uh but I think the best option for him is is Cleveland, in my opinion.
0: Mm, I think I like your Miami option a little bit better though. Cleveland wouldn't be bad being under Tito and being on a good roster like that quietly I know you love the war stats, Sully. Andres Jimenez, sixth in all of baseball in war and third in the American League in war. I bet you didn't know that. It's a fun fact. Oh, he had a wonderful
1: season with Cleveland. He had a wonderful season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Was it the third best season in the American League? I don't know, but according to War, it was. I guess the MVP voters thought differently with Jordan Alvarez. But Miami, I think, would be a lot of fun because I know Peter Pryor, I always see him on Twitter just begging for some offensive help in the outfield. And I know we've discussed maybe doing a little um, like Alec Thomas for Pablo Lopez trade because I would love to get one of their starting pitchers and the D-backs have a lot of outfielders. So I love that deal for the D-backs. But for Cody Bounder, I think I would like him a little bit more in Miami than Cleveland. But surprisingly, Sully, neither of those teams were are actually on my list for Cody Bellinger because there's so many teams that Cody Bellinger could go to because he Oh, I agree. Here. Yeah.
1: Well, who you got? Who yeah. you got?
0: Well, let me... Yeah, I was going to run through them. How about this first team that kind of fits along the same mode of what we're talking about, kind of fits along that Miami Marlins mode, this Chicago Cubs who we talked about on the podcast last week for one of the free agents, but a team that surprisingly finished the year really strong. A lot of pitching actually had a really good pitching staff in terms of starters ERA, bullpen ERA, but their big issue is... Their offensive talent in that lineup, not very good. When Ian Happ is your best offensive player, your team is just not going to go very far. So I think a Cody Bellinger with Chicago could be kind of interesting. Thanks for making Locked On Dimebacks your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's another
1: yeah, that one could work. Too. that could that work, could work. I, I i think that the cubs are are still in full rebuild mode so it wouldn't surprise me if the cubs took a couple of a like a like one more year to kind of see what they have before they start making moves to try to put them over the top i wouldn't it would not stun me to see if the cubs really looked and felt like a minor league team next year, giving everyone a shot, but we'll see. They did finish the year well, but so did the Tigers finish the 2021 well, and look at what that did for them. So uh, I think, how about this
0: this team that you would have to keep your expectations fair if you brought them in, but this team might lose their best player that we just talked about, the New York Yankees. What if you lose the Aaron Judge to the Dodgers? Now you bring in the Dodgers' former superstar of Cody Bellinger back to the Yankees in that outfield with Giancarlo Carlos Stan, whoever else is out there. I think Bellinger could be interesting in the pinstripes.
1: If they lose Aaron Judge to Los Angeles and then take Los Angeles' droppings to fill <laughs> that spot, and they try to, to portray that as anything other than going to Ross Dress for Less and picking up a pair of pants on the ground and bringing it to the cash register because it's a good deal. The Yankee fans will burn Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner's images in effigy and may run them out of the town, tarred and feathered and on a rail. That would be a absolute, well, we lost Aaron Judge to the Dodgers, but look, at we got the person that they... Literally non-tendered. Yeah, we're not even gonna offer you a deal.
0: Yeah, the optics might disaster. The optics might disaster, which is why I'm
1: rooting for that.
0: I would root for it too. This one I thought would be kind of funny because they think they're a win now team, but others would disagree. What if he goes and joins Chris Bryant in that Colorado outfield? You need a renaissance type of season. You want to get your offensive numbers back up? What's a better place to do it than Coors Field?
1: Look at look at he's. One of the reasons I brought up the thing at the top that he's checked a lot of things off his bucket list, so did Chris Bryant. And now I always mm-hmm. felt that Chris Bryant should have been a Cub for life. And I have a feeling he wanted to be a Cub for life. But they they completely torched the team, including trading away their homegrown MVP um, to San Francisco. And so he was like, all right, well, if this is all about money, Who's going to offer me the most money? I've already been an MVP, an All-Star, a World Series champ. Now, back up the Brinks truck so I can just sort of, you know, float away in the clouds of Colorado. Cody Bellinger has done eerily similar. MVP, you know, helped win a World Series, Gold Glove, all these things that you would say are the accomplishments you'd want to have in a career. He's already done, but no one's going to offer him the multi-year career. That Chris Bryant has. That's why you go to Colorado is that the Rockies have like, okay, well, Denver's a nice place to be a millionaire. Um, I think he wants to show that he still has value in his, in his Oh, uh, There's yeah. one other place that just hit me. I don't know. Do you have another one on your, on your list there?
0: Yeah, I'll bundle these two together for the, okay. for, for time reasons, but because they're two ALEs teams. Well, if he went to Toronto because they just trade away Teoscar Hernandez, they keep yeah, some more that's that. Matters. I could
1: absolutely see that. Absolutely could see. In fact, I wouldn't. It would not surprise me if they become the front runner.
0: And then the other one is maybe the Boston Red Sox, who don't really want to spend a lot of money. Cody Bellinger be a free, uh, a pretty cheap option. The outfield really disappointed last year. The Kikas of the world. JD Martinez is going to leave in free agency, probably. Who knows who's Andrew Bogarts? Cody Bellinger just could be a nice upside flyer with them for maybe potential offense in the outfield. Maybe why not Tampa Bay? Why not Tampa Bay? I mean, I mean Tampa Bay always, always
1: is like trying to find, you know, they they always find the the proverbial diamonds in the rough. I mean. He, why why not give him a shot i mean that, that seems like he would be a perfect fit there
0: maybe milwaukee who always seems to be in the need of more offensive talent because the yeah. christian yelich thing just hasn't worked out the last couple of years.
1: No, no christian Yellich has been like cody bellinger except yeah. without the world series ring unfortunately but uh yeah so uh no i i if i were, if i were a betting man mm. i would say that bellinger is going to go to toronto as a sort okay. of a, a, a low, like they're able to get the relievers they wanted to from Seattle and still have a name out there in um in the outfit in, in what was Teoscar Hernandez's spot. And he doesn't have to carry that team. The two teams I think he should be going to are Miami and Cleveland. Um, I think I do think he'd be a perfect fit in Cleveland. I absolutely do. I don't think they're going to do it, but I think he'd be a great fit there.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I have even a betting favorite because I just think there's going to be so many rumors and so many teams are going to be in on Cody Bellinger. Someone that does have the pedigree, even though he struggled so much last couple of years since that shoulder surgery, still think someone's going to, you know, kind of convince themselves that maybe they could still turn it around with Cody Bellinger and still untap that potential that's within him. So I think like half Major League Baseball is going to be in on Cody Bellinger. So at this moment, I wouldn't go to bet online and place any bets right now on Cody Bellinger of his next destination.
1: You know, bet online is the number one spot for your sports betting needs. Um, hey, everyone, I just want to reiterate this to thank you for listening to Locked On MLB, Locked On Diamondbacks crossover. Make one of our shows your number one listen, and you know, the other one would be your number two one. But eventually, get yourself to Locked On Sports today. Talks about the games that matter the most. Biggest stories in sports. They go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes with local experts that only Lockdown can provide. You got to follow Lockdown Sports today. It's available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, Miller, we're wrapping up another week. Where can people follow you?
0: Hey, you follow me on Twitter at creator Thomas 24 for my personal account or follow us on YouTube locked on Dimebacks. on there as well. I've gotten roasted for my last video because of the Kyle Lewis and the Arizona Dimebacks trade, because guess what? We got back a rookie of the year. I don't care about the knee problems. We gave up Cooper Hummel for him. That was a good win by the D back. So go follow us on YouTube, locked on Dimebacks, follow us on Twitter, locked on Dimebacks, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, follow at creator Thomas 24 for the personal account.
1: And follow us at locked on MLB pods on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, for as long as Twitter still exists. And uh, assuming Twitter is going to continue to exist past Thanksgiving, you can follow me at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Seeing where MVPs are going to land, this has been the Lockdown MLB, Lockdown Dimebacks crossover for the 21st day of November 2022. He's Miller Thomas. I'm Paul Francis Sullivan. You can call me Sully and let's fist pump.
0: That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned into today's podcast. We'll have two more non tendered free agents to look at on tomorrow's pod. Thank you to everyone who tuned into the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. Go make Lockdown Sports Today your second listen of the day, make Lockdown MLB your second listen, and then the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, and deuces.